everybody, it's so many sequels. We're here for our first bonus episode ever. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I am the best picture award nominee, La La Land. Uh, actually, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that, wait, no, no. Uh, there's been a mistake. It's actually Garrett. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Today, thanks, Warren, baby. Uh, on this special bonus episode, we are talking about, uh, as you might have guessed, the Oscars. The 90th Annual Academy Awards were uh, tonight. We're recording it just not even an hour after they've ended, so our reactions are fresh. Fresh uh, out the box. Yeah, fresh out the box. We're gonna go, we're gonna go down our ballots and and just talk about some of the nominees, not all of them, because I don't think you care about our extended thoughts about sound mixing. But I had a lot to say in that. Category, <laughs> I do too. Though, so. Well, then maybe we'll make room for sound. We'll see. Mixing. We can come back to that if need be. We'll see. So this is gonna be uh, like we said, a bonus episode in addition to the to the new episode of a regular movie we talk about this week as well. So. 90th Academy Awards. We, the three of us, filled out a ballot before the show, and we uh, every year we kind of compare them, and whoever gets the most wins. So, we're basically yeah, gambling addicts. <laughs> something interesting happened this we gotta, year. We got to do something. We got our first tie. Yeah, you and I tied. Yeah, with 18. How many are there? I didn't count how many. 20 something. 18 out of 20 something. Andrew, you got what? 16. I got 14. Ah, bummer. Yeah, I suck. <laughs> Uh, this year, you know, going into it, I thought it was pretty, it would be fairly predictable. 24. But, like, uh, like I said, we missed a few, so I guess it wasn't completely predictable. Yeah, well, I think there was, I think the ones that we missed were, like, the stuff that we didn't see, like the animated shorts or the documentary shorts. Some of them, yeah. Uh, I think, going through my, uh, list, I think the really only upset that people would consider an upset is Best Original Song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best original song was one by Remember Me from Coco. That's what I wanted to put, but uh-huh. I... It's because, easy to say that well, now, well, isn't No, 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 it? because uh, uh, The Greatest Showman had won so many in the past that I just, I went with, you know, the yeah. the common common pick. But I, throughout the whole thing, even at the Golden Globes, I wanted to pick Coco because I thought that song got more attention. Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, including everyone in this room, sort of expected this is me from The Greatest Showman to win. It had picked up... Uh, the Golden Globe, right? Yeah. It uh, it picked up the Golden Globe, and it's been very popular. Uh, one of the most popular things about The Greatest Showman, which honestly hasn't been, it was it got mixed results from critics, but it performed well at the box office. So it's kind of been one of those defy the odds movies. And I actually just saw it today. It, you did. You saw. It I today. saw it today, and it's very good, and it's still playing in theaters a lot, a lot. Yeah, I saw it uh, in December. Around the time it came out, I think, and at the time I really didn't think it was an Oscar caliber movie, and I, apparently it wasn't because that was the only nomination it picked up. But it it did do better at the Golden Globes in yeah. terms of nominations. Yep. But that was one of the one of the few true upsets I think we had here. What were some other standout? Uh, well, no, let's just talk, what are some standout moments from the awards? Do we think Francis McDormand? Yeah, I yeah. will third that because that is just a. Like that—that that was the award show. I mean, yeah. this whole awards series. I mean, granted, I've only sat down to watch two, and that was this and the Golden Globes. But both times, she's come up there and she's commanded the stage, and she's shown authority, and she's really said some passionate things, and and she's just basically become this dominating 
force of like what the movement is trying to be all these different kinds of movements whether it's the me too or the never again it just she just encompasses the spirit of all of these things and change that people are trying to do and i think there's her speech tonight really emphasized that yeah it was a standout moment she had other women stand up in the room with her uh other other women who are who are creators in their own fields in the film industry and uh talked about the importance of an inclusion writer in their contracts which is uh, becoming a, a thing I hear about more and more often, and it sounds like it's a very important thing, um, just essentially ensuring some form of gender equality and diversity mm-hmm. on a movie set. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a standout moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the realm of fun things, I really enjoyed when uh, Jimmy Kimmel and some other stars crashed the A Wrinkle in Time screening. That was amazing. I saw, you know, well, I'm going to say this. Of course I saw some hate on Twitter. That's literally all that website's for. Mm-hmm. But I saw a lot of people make comments of, uh, I don't know that I would feel so awesome about uh, them interrupting the movie. Baloney. Exactly. Baloney. If, if Jimmy Kimmel and Gal Gadot walked in with candy and were like, hey, sorry, we thought you'd want some candy. Even then, if you were like, oh, this is annoying. If you were still annoyed when Mark Hamill and Army Hammer and uh, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie and Guillermo who else? Del Guillermo Del Toro, Lin Manuel Miranda was delivering a sandwich. People, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. And Army Hammer was shooting that damn hot they dog had gun. Hot dog cannons. A hot dog cannon. I personally would not be upset. No, I'm sure no. they pushed play on the movie once they stopped it. I just thought it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a nice way to throw a twist on what what they did last year when they had the tour bus. Yeah. Stop at the theater and then just walk down the stage and shake people's hands. Yeah. It was a better twist on that. And I I would be, I would bet they did that because it took a while to get those people out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas to they go had to more them control then, this yeah. time. But I thought that was fun. Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. Uh, I I enjoyed his, his opening monologue. We'll see. I thought he was a good host. We'll see if he does it next year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he will. Because ABC likes to keep things, like if you, I, I don't really... I don't not like Jimmy Kimmel. In the past, I've hated on him quite a bit, but he's grown on me a little bit over time. He's fine, uh, but I think that ABC with his show, they like to keep all of the things on him. You don't see a lot of ABC people go to the Tonight Show or the Late Show. They're all on Kimmel, and mm-hmm. as long as they have the Oscars, I think they want to keep all of that together. So it wouldn't surprise me if he continues to be the host for a while. Unless they get like a big name person to come in and do it. I think it's just easier. I think it's more convenient. And he does a decent enough job that I think they will continue to let him do it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, he, he does the he does an after, he does a post show edition of Jimmy Kimmel Live, right? Yep. So it's I'm fair. sure they want to keep that in the... On Sundays? The, yeah. Oh. I think it's after, what, after yes. your local news. Mm, okay. But uh, yeah. And they usually do like an original bit, and they have a, they bring out a bunch of stars. It's very funny. They keep it. Dra- they drag ABC drags it out as long as possible because I also uh, believe that they do a. Uh, I think live with Kelly does. Yeah, they have. They does have a like morning from the Oscars, like with the after party stuff, like they, immediately in the morning. Yeah, they have like a post post show. So. So, yeah, it would not surprise me if they kept Kimmel so for no, that. Nobody gets sleep in Hollywood right after that. So <laughs> no. yeah, well, I'm sure that they're they're all wired and excited. So yeah, that's good for them. Mm-hmm. I also really like Tiffany Haddish. Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> I would love, love, love to see Tiffany Haddish host the Oscars. Oh that was my great. god, I think that they would let her do it. And yeah, when, when she's just so. Anytime that you see her, she's just so genuinely excited to be where she's at, and I yeah. like that. She's she's like if if 
I got famous review. Like it'd be, it'd be like starstruck famous. She was out there. I don't remember what they were presenting for. They they did too. I think it was some of the shorts. Um, but she was. They read all the noms, and then she came back and was opening. And Meryl Streep was in the front row. She was like, "Oh, Meryl, I love you. I want you to be my mom when we're done with this." And it was just so so funny. She's just so real, and it, it's nice to to see. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed her a lot. Mm-hmm. I would love to see her come back mm-hmm. or host any award show. Really, any yeah. Award show, maybe, maybe, fun. maybe the Emmys or if she did the Golden anything, Globes. The Golden would Globes that. would be good. I would maybe. also, you know, now that now that I'm thinking about it, I would also like to see maybe, uh, maybe uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey host the Oscars. They've done the Globes in the past. They've done the Globes. So they're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're uh, it's they're just, NBC people. Yeah, exactly. Though. They're in the NBC family. Ah. And that's how they seem to do it now. The Glo- the Globes are on NBC, and so they have Amy and, and Tina. Uh, this year with Seth Meyers, they keep that going. I think ABC wants to do the same thing. Okay. Know, they keep those shows. So Okay. I don't know. I think it would be better to switch it up a bit. Yeah, but Tiffany would be a great choice for the host. She really would. She really would be. Um, let's talk about some of these uh, smaller big awards. Like, not, not the acting and best picture, but... One of my favorite awards every year is the is the two screenplay. Oh yeah, awards. And I know Andrew likes those a lot too. Mm-hmm. I was not surprised by either win. No, uh, adapted screenplay went to Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have much to say. I mean, both of these were very expected. Like, um, uh, for on the adapted category, like the Disaster Artist was a good movie. I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but not to the Call Me by Your Name caliber based on the Oscar level. Yeah. Uh, Logan comic book movie. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised it got nominated, but not going to win. Uh, I really loved Molly's Game. I thought it was really good. The dialogue was great. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that movie. Uh, I thought that one could be an outside horse if or to, to maybe come up behind if Call Me By Your Name wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mudbound I haven't seen, so I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it. Um, I will say, I think like. My favorite category out of all this was the original screenplay because yes. there was so much good stuff here. Like, uh, like Get Out obviously was very good. Um, the one personally I was rooting for was Lady Bird. I'm real happy that Get Get, get Out got it, but um, Lady Bird was like would be my personal choice. Shape of Water, Shape of Water was. Shape of Water. And, <laughs> it was okay. But Three Billboards, I would have gone with Three Billboards easily. Like, really? Yeah. Like, either three bill, like, Three Billboards or Get Out or Lady Bird. Um, because that was a hard choice. That was a very hard choice to, to decide which one was actually going to win. And because for a long time, I thought it was I thought it was going to be Lady Bird. I really did. Where did, you, where did you incorporate the Big Sick into all this? Um, I first... When I was coming back on the plane from London a couple of weeks ago, I saw the big sick and I'm like, I, saw, I, I thought the big sick was, I thought the big sick was just a really just a different film, like a very different film. And I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well written. I thought it was very subtly acted and that's a good thing. And it has that feel good quality to it. And I think that's, I think that's a, uh, I think it's a, a selling point for a, a great film. Like, yeah. And especially for an independent film. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots going to be sick about the big sick. I wish the big sick got more attention. As thrilled as I was and am uh, for Jordan Peele and get out. Cause I do think he deserved that award completely. And I'm so happy that he did. I would have loved to see the big sick win. I just think it is so 
cool that it was written by uh, Emily V. Gordon and, and Kumail Nanjiani, who are a husband and wife writing duo who were writing their, their story. Yeah, it was their story. So that's always a cool thing to see, mm-hmm. uh, get some attention at the awards uh, ceremonies like they have been. Mm-hmm. So I would have loved to see it go to them, but mm-hmm. I am thrilled that, that Jordan Peele got an Oscar tonight. Yeah. I think just, just crazy to, to me. Just to harp on, just to go back to the big sick real quick. I think that it should have been nominated for best picture as well. I've not, I agree. I've yeah. not seen it, yeah, yeah. but there are ten op. There are ten opportunities. Right? They do a, a maximum of ten. Yeah. In in that category, and they only nominated nine. And with the attention that the big sick got early on when it was first released, I feel like they could have rounded it out, and it would have made. I mean, if it was it was was nominated for original screenplay. I don't feel like there's any reason that it shouldn't have been considered for best. No, well. no, and that's interesting to me that it wasn't. Um, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't know why they didn't put because it was a stacked year. There's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good films out in the past year. To to go for nine out of ten seemed like a strange choice uh, because you could have put the big sick in there. Honestly, you could have put Coco in there. Yeah. Um, those two would have been those two would have fit in perfectly. That was a good year so for I'm like sure. there was a good year for like original films. Yeah. Like original yeah. So uh I ha I would say that uh to talk about Coco a bit, the best animated category was uh made interesting by the inclusion of the boss baby, right? <laughs> I don't think any of us have seen the boss baby. No. But the general reaction is, well, well of course I didn't see the yeah. boss baby. Why yeah. would I see why would I have seen that? I think so. I listened to another podcast, the Pop Culture Happy Hour, as an NPR podcast. But they were t- the, one of the the things that they did on their Oscar special was e- each person had a specific category that was a little lesser known or not as like talked about uh, cover. And so th- one of them was the animated feature. And much to my surprise, uh, Stephen Thompson was the one that watched it, and he said that the Boss Baby, as silly as it may seem was a decent movie as far as animation. He said there were some interesting things that they did with the animation. The story was solid, and there were some twists in there that he didn't see coming. He said of all of them that he watched, Ferdinand was the one that was the most not surprising. You could have predicted it. He said the cast was lovely. It was good, but like nothing strange or surprising happened, and he and I would have liked to have seen that swapped out with Lego Batman. Yes. <laughs> Lego Batman totally robbed this year. And like it was last year. Or for the, the Lego, Lego movie. movie yeah. Right, yeah. I don't get it. I, was the Lego movie not nominated for Best Animated? Nope. No. Well, that's super weird because um, uh, Everything is Awesome was nominated for Best Song. Because I never thought I'd see The Lonely Island perform at the Oscars and then it happened. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. It was a great song though. But it's, it's also a, a good movie. It's a good movie. So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad Coco won because that is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it yet. It's ah. just heartbreaking and also heart filling and warming. Uh-huh. All of the above. So many emotions. I want to go to another documentary or uh, another animated thing. Let's talk about Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar. That weird. Was, that was my biggest surprise of the night. That was wild. Yeah. Because yeah. when they said Kobe Bryant, I was like, surely there's another dude. And then, no, it was, no, Co- it it was, was the Kobe. It was the Mamba. The five-time NBA championship, Hall of Fame, future. I don't think he's... I think he's got, <laughs> You're just okay, making things I'm up I'm making now, statistics up because I don't know enough about Kobe, but I'm pretty sure that some of them are accurate. Uh-huh. But he's going to be a Hall of Fame basketball player. And he... Did he write this? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So he is now... I don't want to say that he definitively that he's the first professional athlete to ever win an Oscar, 
but he might be because I don't know of another one. He's at least the first NBA one. This is about his life, right? Uh Uh-huh. What makes me angry, and I said this during the show, is I can't believe that his life story got an Oscar, but Michael Jordan's life biography of Space Jam did not get one. That's that's the biggest travesty in Oscar's history that I can think of is that Space Jam completely snubbed that year for Oscar's contention if we're just going to go based on life stories. Because we all know autobiographical Space Jam. Right? Oh, yeah. I believe I Can Fly is a true story based on Michael Jordan's See, playing I don't know. Looney Tunes. You, you keep trying to argue that it's Michael Jordan's story, but I don't see how it's not Bugs Bunny's. Ah, that's fair. I feel like that Michael Jordan is just a character in Bugs Bunny's life. <laughs> I feel like you're being unfair to the quintessential Looney Tune. That's true. That's fair. I mean, you could make a point for that. It could also be Bill Murray's story, just from the outside looking in. Who knows? Yeah, he just wanted to golf. <laughs> but yeah Kobe Bryant uh, walking away with an Oscar so that was really that was kind of cool very yeah. surreal yeah yeah. were either of you surprised I think one of the I wasn't I didn't really feel like it was deserving but I know a lot of people felt that Baby Driver was snubbed by not winning it's sound categories yeah uh, like I, I I I love rooting for the technical awards like yeah. the technical awards are like my jam so when I found out that Baby Driver was nominated for not one but three in film editing, sound, and sound editing, I thought I was just like, "It's a shoe in." Because uh, when it, when I watched it, I remember being completely enamored by it, and when it lost, it lost a it, it lost all. It lost to Dunkirk. Dunkirk sw- but, swept those. But on the other hand, Dunkirk did deserve those. I yeah. Will say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look. I don't think the technical categories don't often get a lot of attention. No, they don't. Uh, no, they from don't. from the mainstream, I don't think, which is no. to be expected. But uh, these technical awards are very. They're all very good. Yeah. The, and there's very few that I I haven't seen on here as I'm looking at the list, and they're all pretty good in the in the categories that they're nominated. Especially in. this year. Like, yeah. This yeah. year it was it was very good. Yes. So um, for me, I think I know that um, Baby Driver got a lot of attention because it was it wasn't necessarily the first movie of its kind, but it put so much emphasis on the soundtrack and, and yeah. what it did. But for me, I, people love Edgar Wright, right? And people love Edgar Wright, well, deservingly so. But I wasn't surprised that it lost to Dunkirk in the sound stuff because the sound of Dunkirk is what really makes that movie. The, yeah, the uh, sound of Dunkirk was intense. What I true. thought it stood a chance in winning was editing because of how they edited the movie to the With soundtrack. The music, yeah. And I thought that would have been, yeah. if anything was going to take Dunkirk down, it would have been that. I went with Dunkirk, but uh, I would have... For film editing, I would have really enjoyed to see Baby Driver because mm-hmm. it was edited so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think we're approaching the end, so let's go. Let's jump to some of these bigger awards and get our final thoughts on those. Uh, honestly, there's not much to say about the acting because they all pretty much went where everyone expected. I think they those were, were not. They were pretty much shoe ins. Yeah, like, yeah. You had Gary Oldman with Best Actor, yeah. Francis McDormand Best Actress in a leading role, um, Sam Rockwell. In a actor in a supporting role and Allison Janney, which he is a boss, by the way. Like I, Sam Rockwell I, is a very good actor. I, I've always thought, I always thought very highly of Sam Sam Rockwell. I'm very happy he's getting his due now. To this day, to this day, his character in A Green Mile is the one of the most hated yeah. 
characters for me in I totally forgot film about history. That. He's the worst human being. He's, he's really so good, at good at playing at awful at people. Because yeah. he, because make no mistake, his character in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri is an awful person. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, no horrible but, person. Yeah, if you haven't seen The Green Mile, it, his portrayal in that is so good. Like I don't think I hate a lot of people on camera still. Like I know he's a <laughs> character, but it's like mm-mm, mm-mm, no. He, mm-mm. Uh, I think all of us want to make a uh, argument for Laurie Metcalf. Yes, I I love Alice and Janney. I thought she was great in I, Tiny, but man, did I want to see Laurie Metcalf win for Lady Bird. The more I... So the... I really loved I, Tanya. I thought the movie was was great. I was kind of worried going in thinking that it was going to make me sympathetic towards Tanya Harding, but it didn't. It, it just did a good job of telling her life story and kind of things on her perspective, but also making her not a sympathetic character at the same time. And I thought that Alice and Janney did a good job of playing her mom, um, but it... I don't know. Something about it just didn't seem to connect as well as the portrayal of Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. No. I thought it was uh, so necessary for that movie, whereas Alice and Janney could have played a smaller role and got the point across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. And to wrap it up, we'll we'll end on Best Picture, which is the, the category that was the most volatile going in. It could have gone many different ways. Yeah. But... As is uh, the case more often than not, it went uh, the way that most people expected with The Shape of Water walking away with the Best Picture win. I think after after Moonlight took the surprise win last year, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know. It could be anything now. Yeah. It's not always the expected. No. But The Shape of Water was the most likely win, and that is indeed what happened. What do we think? Um, I'm going to go... I originally set out with... This particular movie from the very beginning, and I still think so right now, and that is Dunkirk. I've thought very highly of Dunkirk. I know one of here, one of us here, does not agree, but I love Dunkirk. I thought I Dunkirk- would. This could be its own podcast. I want to know because I want to know why you don't like Dunkirk. Why Garrett doesn't like Dunkirk? I want to. I want to know. I don't not like Dunkirk. I but <laughs> if I look at this list, there's so many better movies. Uh-huh. And and I need to see Dunkirk again. I'll be the first to admit that. But it just didn't grip me. It didn't. It didn't. I didn't connect with it. And it's not. I respect everything about it. Technically, mm. visually, the story. I have no problems with it from like a standpoint of like this is a good movie. I just didn't like it. It didn't. I don't know what to because say. a lot of it was just like I. It was. I found it boring in a lot of parts. Uh, I found the timeline a little confusing, but I I need like I said again I want to go back and watch it because it could have been we I think we watched it late, and I may not have been the most awake at the time, so perhaps it didn't just sink in as much as it normally would. So and it's just one that I never went back and visited. But I mean, Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Post, uh, Three Billboards, and In Shape of Water. As much as I didn't necessarily want Shape of Water to win. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a beautiful movie. There was just one part that uh, I could have done with at a different point in time in the movie. Uh, the only movie on this list that I really can say that I didn't like was Phantom Thread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't care for Th- Phantom Thread. Uh, didn't care for it. Love Daniel Day-Lewis. Not my cup of tea. Just not this movie. No, I agree with that. I decided to 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 go out there and I picked Get Out to win. 
I know it was a, a late uh, buzz buzzy movie, a lot of a lot of buzz that it could win. I mean, and I still think it could have. Yeah, and I'd love to see. I'd love to see how the rankings turned out. I know they don't do that, but I'd love to see like how each stacked up. But I did like you know we all thought in the back of our heads that it was going to be the Shape of Water or Three Billboards. Yeah, I just the other thing is is that I wish I wish Lady Bird had a better chance. But I agree. Unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, it didn't. But that does not stop Lady Bird from being a great movie. I mean, no, it Lady, doesn't. Like I saw, I've seen Lady Bird now three times, and th- Lady Bird just gets better with each additional viewing. That's good to hear. So, I need to see. I would love to see it more. So, and like, this is not the last we've we've seen from Greta Gerwig. She's going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think. I hope and not. Sir Sharonin is already making her name for herself. She uh, yeah, she got a lot of buzz in in Brooklyn. And now this. Yeah, she's been nominated twice, and yeah. she's only, I can only name those two movies that she's been in because she's still relatively, not new, but like she hasn't been around as long as some of the other ones. So if she's got two noms and two Best Picture movies right away, then her career is only going to go farther. Exactly. We are going. We will see more more out of Greta Gerwig, and we're going to see more out of Jordan Peele. Fingers too. crossed. Yeah, let's, we didn't really talk about the director category. Guillermo del Toro won his first one for this, which, yes, again... Yes, congratulations I mean, to yeah, Guillermo. Good for him. This movie... As much as I may not have connected with it, I I thought it was a, a great story. I got the message that they wanted to do. It was beautiful as far as it's the colors, pre- the way yeah. it was shot, uh, the the effects. Michael Shannon was amazing. Who should have been nominated for something? The fact that he wasn't is crazy. Uh, Richard Jenkson, Jenkins was great. Octavia Spencer was great. I, the, I have nothing bad to say about the technical aspects of the movie, and it's well deserved. Uh, I really would have liked to have seen Jordan Peele win or Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig win. Uh, but no surprises, Guillermo won. Uh, again, I'm going to say, like, I, I love Guillermo del Toro. I think he's a very visionary director. I think he's good at what he does. But personally, this this year, I really wish it should have been Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Christopher Nolan is just... He's, he's going to get an Oscar someday. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. It, Chris, if you're out there listening, and I hope you are... Um, you're gonna your your day is coming. I have so. the same I have the same thoughts about Guillermo del Toro winning this year that I had about uh, DiCaprio winning a couple years ago. Not this movie. Yeah, I just didn't think yeah. I didn't think the Revenant Revenant was his best performance. I don't think The Shape of Water is is Guillermo del Toro's best movie. But regardless, I'm happy to see them get recog- the recognition of an award. Mm-hmm. A lot of people so. feel the same about Gary Oldman. As far as the portrayal of Winston Churchill, is that there's a debate currently about whether or not it's easier to win an Oscar when you're portraying a pre-existing human than it is to play an original person. I think it happens a lot where yeah. those kind of performances get get shoot into the at le- into at least the nominations. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm having trouble with right now with with the acting categories in the Oscars is that too many, too many awards now are going to awards are going to roles that are, uh, biographical. Mm -hmm. And I, while I think the people who play them are brilliant, um, I, I would like to see more material, more original material get, um, get recognized. Uh, Francis McDormand, Three billboards, Sam Rockwell. Three billboards. Those are both original stories. Those are both original characters, and they're both they both do their jobs very well. Yes, very well. Looking so at the best actor list, the only other people that I mean, I thought Gary Oldman was great. 
the only other people I could see winning would have been Daniel Kaluuya and Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Daniel Kaluuya's portrayal in Get Out was great, and someone made a point of like it 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 goes unnoticed. Because he's in such an uncomfortable situation, but he's playing it cool the whole time mm-hmm. rather than losing it. And that's hard to do yeah. mm-hmm. and, and keep it well. And then whenever he does lose it, it, it gets, you know, more intense. It goes. But like, I think that I think that he if he wasn't second, I'd like to see who was second, because I yeah. think it, for me, I think you can make a case that him and Gary could have flipped. And Timothy Chalamet would have been third. Yeah, and Daniel's another one we're going to see a lot more from. I mean, he's got he's got so. a decent supporting role in Black Panther that's out now, yep. and he's very good in that. Mm-hmm. So this is another guy. Like, there's a lot of of there's there's very very talented people that are going to come out of this mm-hmm. stronger. I think that Denzel Washington guy, man, he's got a whole career. <laughs> he's all right. He might <laughs> he might be going places. He might be going places. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. We talked about pretty much uh, everything everything that I think we wanted to get to. Yeah. So we're done. We're done here. Thanks for listening to our very first ever bonus episode. All right. Woo. I think it went well, if I do say so myself. Uh-huh. Uh, keep an eye on the feed for uh, our, our, um, our new episode this week that uh, as we finish the Ace Ventura franchise it also sounds, snubbed at all the oscars just want to throw that out there stupid to say that still Jim mad about Perry that in this conversation should have been nominated for best actor <laughs> and best screenplay at least ugh, good y'all both need to leave <laughs> you, uh, you might say we want it you want us to get out is that what you want yeah you get, want out. Us to get out get out <laughs> keep an eye on that in your feeds you can find us on uh itunes if you're listening on soundcloud and you can find us on soundcloud if you're listening on itunes you can also find us online at facebook.com slash okconnection. If that doesn't make sense to you, that is kind of our umbrella uh, production house where we where we handle this show as well as the OK Connection uh, podcast. That We do that show less often than this, but it also exists. So there's that. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at so many sequels pod where we post fun pictures and gifts and all that kind so of stuff. Come on down and visit us. Come on down and visit us. Till next time, uh, keep watching them movies. <laughs>